Welcome to the Advancing Research Podcast Takeover with me, Lisa Walker, Campaigns Lead at Neuroendocrine Cancer UK. Our new Advancing Research campaign is all about funding and supporting research that will help those with neuroendocrine cancer both today and in the future. And in this podcast, we talk all things research. I'm delighted today to be joined by Andy Hall, Chief Scientific Officer at RareCan, an organisation which helps to improve outcomes for people with rare forms of cancer. Andy started his career as a haematologist and then became a lab-based researcher specialising in the biology of cancers, particularly those which occur in children. So, first of all, hi Andy, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks, it's a, it's a real pleasure to, uh, to be invited to take part. I'm really looking forward to uh, having our conversation about the importance of research. And we're going to talk now about RareCan. Um, Now, this is an organisation which um, supports people with a rare cancer, and we're very excited that here at NCUK, we're about to enter into a partnership with you. And um, actually, it came about in a really exciting way. So a member of our community joined RareCan, and he really kind of liked your offering and being part of the research platform, and then essentially told us we had to do something on a wider organisational level. And that's how we kind of started talking with you and now, of course, a partnering, which is a really kind of lovely, I suppose, organic experience. Um, But for those people that don't yet know what RareCan is or who you are, would you mind just introducing it and um, perhaps why why you founded it and why you felt there was a need for it? Yeah, so so I'm very happy to, and thank you. We're, we're delighted to be working as part of this partnership. It's uh, it you know it's something that uh, we really highly value, um, uh, and it's uh, it's a great way forward to have partnerships like this. So RareCan was set up about three years ago, and it came out of an idea that I came up with after I left the University of Newcastle, and um, and it came out of the frustration that I'd had in in sort of being able to conduct research in rare cancers. In the previous discussion, we mentioned the fact that common cancers get the most attention because they have the most money, because they have the most people affected, which is understandable. On the research side, there's also a problem in the sense that researchers can come up with very good, plausible ideas from the models that they we discussed but they just can't find enough people to be able to prove whether it's just a random event or whether it's something actual true. Because um, unfortunately, statistics um, doesn't have a a, a clause in it which says, if something's really rare, don't worry. You can ignore statistics, you can't. So you need to understand if it's a random event or it's a real event. So that was one side of the equation. Frustration I felt in the lab myself, not being able to find enough people to be able to work with as patients. And on the other side, I knew that there were lots of scientists interested in doing research in rarer people. And there were lots of drug companies who are now interested in introducing new, very precise medicines we talked about earlier. They have the same problem. They can't find enough people to do meaningful um, clinical trials. So I thought, well, how can we bring those two worlds together? So In the age of the internet, the way to do it is on the internet by setting up some sort of presence which enables people who are happy and willing to consider taking part in research, who are rare cancer, 
to put up their electronic hand and say, get in touch with me if you've got a project you want to do. With, on the other side, um, academic researchers, people in drug companies say, oh, we've got a really interesting idea in this particular group of patients. We'd like to talk to them about taking part. And so that's where that's the idea of RareCan. And that's what RareCan is all about, really, is bringing those two worlds together um, to push things forward much more quickly. Yeah. And, I, and I think from the kind of from our community and from the patient perspective, it really is wonderful to be able to kind of um, put yourself forward and into this arena, because I think sometimes also, um, I guess, certainly for the neuroendocrine cancer community, it's it's quite spread across the country. Patients might not be within a centre of excellence. And so doctors aren't always aware of all the trials that are going on um, or able to put patients forward. And I think actually it's um, it's really nice for patients to kind of be empowered and able to kind of search for it themselves um, if they're interested. As you say, it's kind of a, I like the electronic hand analogy um, and they're not kind of signing up for a specific trial, mm. but just to be alerted if something relevant to them comes up. Yes, it's very much about about um, making themselves available to discuss a particular uh, uh, project or trial. Then you know people who sign up with us uh, uh, aren't aren't signing a blank check to join any research project that we kind of fancy putting them forward. It's all about being aware of that, and we're also aware that that people's opinions may shift as they move through their cancer journey. Um, and so there may be times in which it, it really isn't a priority for them and times when it might be. So so we, we want to work in partnership and on their side, really, to help prize open the doors of these academic institutions and these uh, other interests to be you know very much focused on what they want to do. Absolutely. And I am. Um, so I gave the example. I know it was only N equals one, but the member of our community that was um, that kind of started the ball rolling with this and was so happy to be involved in part of the research platform. How how's it kind of been received by so the other people? So I suppose some of the researchers, other um, I know you work with other charitable organisations to represent other people and also, I suppose, industry. Yeah, so so um, the on the other side, they said to the industry and the academic partners, they really do welcome the opportunity of of um, filling an important gap in the pipeline in the case of drug companies. So so if we take people, drug companies who want to do a drug trial, they invest an enormous amount of money up front in terms of bringing a drug through all the regulatory requirements um, and and getting it, you know, all the safety work done, and then they look to try and find recruit patients to be able to show whether their drug has a benefit or not and so they've got a lot invested literally in um in 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 seeing that happen in a quick and timely way they don't want to spend any longer than they need to in delaying a useful drug getting into clinical practice because frankly that means they can get they can begin to recoup the cost that they put in and also they want to move on if it isn't a successful drug because they don't know. And then they can begin to develop another idea instead. So so for them, it's um, it's 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 a valuable additional way of doing things. But I mean, the, at the moment, the traditional way of doing things you've referred to this is to go to the centers of excellence, ask those centers to recruit people. Now, those centers of excellence are not evenly distributed around any country. And if you're in St. Albans or in St. Andrews, you're a reasonably long distance from a centre of excellence. And so it's, a, it's a helping drug companies to widen that net, to be able to sure 
we can get as many of the 70,000 people per year who present with a rare form of cancer aware that they may be these, these, be these opportunities. So it's early days in terms, of, uh, in terms of being aware to all our potential partners, but generally being really encouraged by the way that it's been received. That's great to hear. And I suppose to our community, so many of whom this perhaps will be the first time they've heard of RareCan, um, what's, I guess, your your message then to perhaps encourage them to take a look at your website or, or join the research platform? So what I would really encourage people to do is to is to check us out on the, on the website um, and to register that they have a particular uh, form of cancer and to bear in mind that we're growing together as organisations. We're very much a startup. So if there's something in there that doesn't look right or, you know, wonder what it's about, just get in touch with us. We will, um, A, explain and B, improve what we have to offer. We're working on um, a series of sort of uh, facilities which should help people during what is a difficult time. One is um, informational resources. So we want to work with with your organisation and others to produce a series of um, uh, informative pieces. Uh, initially, it will be written pieces about in-depth look at the particular rare cancer, because that is often quite patchy on the bigger cancer websites um, who cover the common cancers really well, but the rare ones sometimes get neglected. So, so it's, that, it's that sort of detailed information which we know some people are really keen on doing. Other things we're working on are a digital wallet, place to keep all those um, records of your results and et cetera, et cetera. And we're encouraging people to send copies of um, their clinic letters to us so we can dig out the precise description of their cancer, which is often in very confusing language and often very obscure. And <laughs> sometimes even in the report itself, not exactly up and exactly clear what the final decision was. So seeing that information is really useful. Why? because it enables us to then match that up with any trials that are likely to be uh, interesting to people. So people can get involved at any sort of level they wish. Um, and there's, there hopefully will be something for everybody in terms of, um, of, of, of neuroendocrine diseases, for example. No, I, I think it's a, a brilliant offering. And I think um, we certainly see reflected in our community, there is often um, that need for information at the beginning with diagnosis, because as you say, there isn't often as much information for the less common cancers than the common ones. Um, and actually just understanding what's happening to oneself can really help at that early stage. Um, and also, I think the digital wallet is just useful. I think sometimes that's the practical side of things mm. that go along. Um, and it almost just it takes it off your mind because you know you've got somewhere to store it and refer back to it. Um, and the other point you were making about looking at how people are diagnosed and the terminology used, I think for us again, we um we can be neuroendocrine neoplasms, neoplasia, neuroendocrine cancer, there's carcinoid, there's neuroendocrine tumors and carcinomas, and um there's a lot of complexity just in the field of terminology and what's used. And of course, that that has an impact in terms of people um just understanding their diagnosis and talking to people. But I imagine also in the field of research, if people are classified in different ways, I imagine that makes that more complex as well. So I think that that sounds really great, actually, as a kind of, I suppose, improving your understanding of, of some of the labels, I suppose, people get. Yes, I mean, that's a whole topic in its own right. Um, the, the, the fact of the matter is that we're still stuck with a kind of Victorian way of doing it, which has stood us really well. And that involves somebody looking down a microscope and describing what they see. 
um, which has been around for well over 100 years. And that descriptive thing, turning that into a code which everybody else understands or you know, terminology is something which specialists kind of argue about a lot. Uh, <laughs> Because actually, there's a there's a lot of opinion involved in how you should do that, and then it's amazing how <laughs> how strong those discussions can sometimes be. Um, and of course, at the end of the day, it's very bewildering to a patient who says, "Surely that sort of stuff is is kind of known, isn't it?" Well, it's not actually, because as we know more, in time, we will classify things in a very different way. I think we'll be classifying things about our detailed knowledge of the genetics of a cancer or other sorts of um, more hard things than a, than a description. But the, I don't want to, to, to be uh, dis disrespectful of my pathology colleagues who do a great job in describing stuff, but in time that will shift. And those terminologies will all change uh, and they'll move. So it's a moving target for people. Nice. And as you, the more you know, the, the smaller the groupings become. And then, of course, the terminology becomes even more complicated. Yes. <laughs> but I suppose, as you say, it's, it's almost uh, like we want to get to a place where the terminology is less important than the action or the ability yeah. or, the, yeah. or the differences we can yeah. make. Um, on a logistical note, how do people visit RareCam? What's your website? So it's uh, www.rarecam.com. Um, and you just go in there. You can look at, uh, uh, at what you know what we're about it explains our um how we're set up it, it's a bit of information about the, uh, the the team in there there's some general information and then there's an invitation to click a button to start a registration process so that registers your uh, gives your permission for us to store your your uh, contact details and other information that we ask for uh, as the, during the registration process at any time, you can change your mind. You can say, please take me off your database. And we do that straight away. Um, and then we're further on, there is an engagement to try and get a bit more information about your cancer and about you, about how you're doing, what you're feeling. You may get a call from one of our people. If, you, if you're happy to do that, we'll just talk you through um, how, how things are going, what the treatment is, et cetera, et cetera. And then there'll be the ability to access some of the things we've talked about um, in terms of supporting you as you as you as you go through what we still call a journey I'm not sure it's the right analogy but it's, it works I suppose um, and that you know our, our, our aim is to be to walk alongside you um, and to hopefully point you into areas which will help you understand what's going on maybe linking up to research projects maybe linking up to a clinical trial yeah, I mean, it's it's a great website. It's very kind of simple and user friendly, which is good. And um, we'll link to we'll link to it from uh, this podcast and also our website as well. And I guess I'd also I just encourage our community to go and have a look because um, I, I mean I'm very excited about REC and I'm very excited about the potential and the opportunities that um, um not just the kind of the practical information you're um and support you're offering patients, but the research platform and hopefully the difference that can make in accelerating some research and some different uh, management and treatment options, I think is uh, is exciting and it's wonderful for us to be part of that. Um thank you so much, Andy. This has been a like a, a fascinating discussion. It's um it it yeah, it's exciting to know there's so much in this area. I think I think there is absolutely a need for it. Um, and hopefully by us all working together, we can kind of get to the um, the destination that, that we all want to be and see some real additional progress to what's already been made. 
Yes, I thank you very much for for the opportunity to to talk to you. And and like you, I'm really optimistic optimistic about what the the future holds for patients with rare cancer. I can see a major shift in emphasis uh, across the board. And uh, I'm, as I say, uh, very hopeful that we can move forwards together. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I'll say bye for now. Thank you. Goodbye. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to Not Just Any Cancer series, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please do leave a review.